Welcome to Living Holistically with Dane and Indy. Where we empower you with the tools and knowledge of some of our favorite experts to help create your optimal health and lifestyle. We're your hosts, parents to three chickens and a dog in the hills of Melbourne, novice gardeners and health coaches serving other couples. Thank you for being here today. We hope you enjoy this episode. On today's episode, we have health educator, speaker, tonic herbalist and founder of Superfeast, Mason Taylor. Mason has spent over a decade in the trenches of all areas of holistic health and goes to the extremes to uphold the Didal philosophy in all the tonic herbs and medicinal mushrooms Superfeast has to offer. He's the host of the Superfeast podcast and the Mason Taylor show, where he dives deeper into the world of all things health and tonic herbalism. As always, make sure to check out the show notes for everything we talk about today. And if you'd like to try any of the Superfeast products, including some of our favorite tonic herbs and mushrooms that we feature regularly on our Instagram stories, head on over to superfeast.com.au and use code HOLISTIC10, that's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-1-0 to get 10% off your order. So welcome, Mason. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Would you like to share with our community sort of your backstory in nutrition, maybe even diets, and just what got you started on to create Superfeast? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm really stoked to be here. And I'm, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back on the train and protecting my eyes from the light because I've just, uh, fuck, I just, I just lose these glasses all the time. I'm just, but I'm like, I'm determined. I've gone more, I've gone, I've gone more pulling on the technology. I've like succumbed to an aura ring and, and, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> accept that I am human and yeah, uh, in this world. I need these glasses. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, but yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, really, like, it's going to be yeah awesome chat. Just already chatting to you guys beforehand. You see, it's going to be fun. But yeah, Mason Taylor is my name. Um, yeah, I grew up in Sydney, living up in just north of Byron Bay now in South Golden Beach. My little family. Um, yeah, it was probably about like twelve years ago when I kind of started diving into the the depths of the health scene. Really, kind of in the extremes of the scene that was searching for longevity basically um you know for to a you know light loosely saying you know it was really to say just where where our mindsets were at you know like searching for immortality and so for me um you know like i mean ironically knowing you know based on what i know now and for my body um and my experience i was like went into the raw food community quite hard um and i just i just leapt and really leapt into the, everything that came with it, you know, the counter. Just, I just loved the counterculture-ness of it, um, of it all and how special I felt that, you know, that I found the answer, uh, the answer and I had all the answers to the world's problems. But, yeah, I really enjoyed my time there. You know, I just, I, you know, just went and just immersed myself back in nature after having a, you know, a really, like a really beautiful upbringing, but, you know, one that was kind of conventional and not, not, in, a, not in a bad way. So I just... Uh, enjoyed dealing with a few symptoms that I felt I really shouldn't have when I was in my early 20s and my whole like you know wake up for me I remember like being like 14 and on the way to school and listening to the statistics around men and women with diabetes and cancer and heart disease and I was like oh my god I'm just really starting to get anxiety about more so about crossing my fingers that everyone else in my life would get these um you know these lifestyle and metabolic diseases and um, and then there was that same feeling when I was in my early 20s traveling when I was just like, oh, I can feel I'm on a trajectory here. So for me, it was always about the trajectory. I can always like think, you know, it was realistic for me to think about where I'm going to be when I'm 80 or 90. 
And obviously being in my early 20s, I was like, cool, how about just like, you know, 150 and vibrant and, you know, that might be realistic. Um, you know, I like having grounded conversations around those things still. But, you know, at, like over the years, that's really done me some good because if I want to get to, you know, as I have a family and now I'm running Superfeast where I'll get to, you know, you know, busyness and all that comes in. I'm not, you know, it wasn't that 20s point where I had no responsibilities. I've actively gone and searched for responsibilities. And, and you know, because I'm such, I have such Peter Pan syndrome, I'm really, you know, working on looking on that self, what I'm, why I fear grounding. Now, because it was for me, for me, it was a fear of that discipline, that grounding. And, you know, which is, you know, there's just such a good, you know, it was just such a, you know, it's, it's so nice for me to lean into that emotion and see where it can evolve to. And it's, you know, led me to this point, everything that I fear in routine, um, stagnation, what I would judge to be like a boring, being a boring person, boring life, which just means not being able to like fly around and, you know, flap around where go wherever I want, whenever I want don't have structure around, you know, exercise and all that kind of stuff because I can just see where the chi of the day takes me and let it all emerge in perfect harmony and flow. It's just like not realistic. So it's been so naturally you can see why I went for the raw food community and made that journey through there and had such and just had the best time and met the best people and had a great experience just being in the depths of the health scene, which becomes the conspiracy scene and, you know, becomes just that counterculture scene, which is really, really nice. And then, yeah, at some point I... Um, I just kind of noticed in my body that looking out to like 80 and 90, um, you know, all of a sudden, sometimes it becomes more realistic that just like, hang on, I'm not just bulletproof and immortal here. I'm like, I'm going to have to really work sustainably. All these extreme practices and you know, big cathartic experiences aren't the bread and butter. You know, you know, I've been studying, you know, Taoism and, you know, that kind of and just the wisdom, longevity wisdom traditions from around the world. And none of them are from taking, you know, it's not mega doses of medicinal mushrooms and, extreme exercise routines that get you you know to being vibrant as a centenarian it's just that you know that gentle chop wood carry water sustainable practice and so for me it was really healthy that i could burst out of my kind of like more juvenile extremism and my intention to kind of move towards health because i was focused if i'm going to be 80 can i keep this up week after week after week these practices and i realized you know what and that's so that's as i slowly emerged from um, my raw food experience and my basically vegan, more vegan, I liked my beet products and liked colostrum because it was about longevity for me, not about, you know, I, like obviously, like, like always about ethics. Um, when, when it, for, not obviously, but in, it became increasingly about ethics when it came to um, animal products. But for me, the driver was getting into the scene was the longevity. And so they can kind of, you know, they, they kind of eventually walk hand in hand, which is an interesting conversation to unpack there. Not, yeah, <laughs> that's a very, that's a fun one. But yeah, and then, um, so yeah, so I've, I've just been really just working to ground myself and find how I can not be so counter culture to be, because that was like, um, which th I think that I'll pause, I'll just put a stake in the ground there around counterculture because that'll be a good place to launch off once I finish letting everyone know who I am. But, you know, in that all that time I started, it was 10 years ago now that I started Superfeast. Now is, um, you know, real, real rad and um, really decent, you know, like company in terms of what we're, you know, the reach we're able to have in the community we have based from here, Australia, and soon, you know, really, really soon to launching in America, which... Um, we, you know, we've, we're now a tonic, Taoist tonic herb and medicinal mushroom company. Um, we started out, I started out funnily enough, like looking at, you know, some of my mentors over in the States and the companies like this. And 
um, like Ron Tea Garden. And I would look at like, you know, companies like Jing Herbs or Longevity Warehouse and Dragon Herbs and be like, there's no room in the market for me. And so I just started it as like a little, like I just kind of do superfood kind of staples and sell those at the markets. And then slowly people started talking. I'd, I'd talk about reishi and just tell people to go into the, you know, go and harvest their own turkey tail or even, you know, and, and they'd be like, oh, dude, I have no time for that. You know, you do it. And so I started doing it out of necessity for my um, direct community, which even just talking about this, this makes it clear. Like I can see we've got such a strong ethic here, but not because it's, I don't like, we haven't had to, I haven't had to force the ethic onto Superfeast around slow and sustainably building. Not that it's not ethical um, to, to explode and get investors and all that kind of stuff. But just, you know, for me and my orientation, I can see now because that's, I, I, I grew out of necessity based on my direct community. Um, and so, which is kind of like, I feel like the same way that like neuroplasticity works and, you know, and creating new neural pathways. You only you can only just go just beyond where you're at and what's relevant in your direct environment. And so that's kind of what we do. And it's why I, I'd i be comfortable in the future starting businesses where I, we go for like almost, you know, synthetic explosive growth by bringing investors in because there's relevance there as well. It's like a cathartic experience or it's like a plant medicine experience or a 10-day meditation silent retreat deep dive where you go in and you create all these pathways and make all the you know smash all these blockages and then come out you know completely new and revitalized but you know is that sustainable to be the only way no then you you know but and so the super feast it's been a real slow just you know work on you know like we haven't got investors and it's that same we introduce things because our direct environment and our community is necessitating it and because of that, that's why we, yeah, we're now like a really decent company that's like, we have a really beautiful work culture and um, we love working here and just such a strong focus on the community. And it's really natural. I know like a lot of people need, like, I know like, a lot of companies need training on how to be, you know, more empathetic on a customer service level. Um, and for us, that's really inbuilt and intrinsic. Um, but you know what we, and then, you know, the other side of that is then, you know, that left side brain, you know, like learning how to, you know, really invite in more, you know, like, like we've got the oxytocin and serotonin, like connective, you know, chemicals down, but those, the dopamine and, you know, kind of like that hit of, you know, getting, getting a goal and, and, uh, we do get challenged every day. We're not completely literate when it comes to structuring the company, but you know that's where we—that's the other side of where what we need. I don't know why I went into that, but um, we, yeah, that's super feast right now. So we're yeah, we're really cool tonic herb, Dallas tonic herb and medicinal washing company. And we educate a lot about it, podcast, and that's kind of what I'm focusing on right now. I've gone from doing heaps of talks on detoxification, and I still do talks on herbalism, but used to do a lot more. And um, doing a lot of health coaching and, you know, just doing a lot of like rattling the cage of, you know, what I think is wrong with the health. And, um, and yeah, now just, you know, just really sitting, settling, um, you know, it's appropriate lunar year of the ox, like just, you know, methodically plowing forward, you know, just do your job, you know, do, you know, just be you know, nice about it. Do, 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 just, just do what's sustainable and what's going to reap, um, yeah, what's going to give you yield. And so that's really a good metaphor for where I'm at in life. And then that, for some reason, then people, because I, I try and analyze where the health scene needs to mature. So we have less lost, lost souls, whether it's lost souls in the extremism of diet, you know, um, 
you know, and, and just in, uh, before I go into all this, I, I'm still, I still, there's a, there's an essence and a part of me that still loves these communities. Um, it's like anything. It's like religion. You know, you you go too far and you lose your identity and you become externally identified. This episode is brought to you by Barclay Eyewear, the only blue blockers created by a health professional, and that will protect you from day to night from the harmful spectrums of artificial light. If you haven't heard what all the fuss is about, make sure you check out Season 1, Episode 6, where Dane and I delve into all things light and circadian rhythms to understand why these are a game changer for your health. And to say thank you for your support, we've got an exclusive discount of 15% off if you use the code HOLISTIC15. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-1-5. Just head to BarkleyEyewear.com. That's B A R. K-L-E-Y-E-Y-E-W-E-A-R.com. So let's dive into that. I guess with your nutrition journey, you covered that a bit and your diet. But with that extremism and kickback, do you want to go into a little bit more for us? Yeah, thanks for reminding me. We had a stake in the ground there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great topic. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting topic and it's a real, I mean, it's an obvious one to be having. Um, and I think, you know, you kind of see it's mushrooming into like the, the main narrative of the influencer sphere where it's just like, you know, everyone eats individually and just eat you. And, you know, when the influencers are talking about it, that what's mushrooming just, you know, what where the, you know that's the bulk of the mushroom and what the conversation is. But there's spores being released in the community where the actual interesting um, dialect is happening. And for this conversation, just saying, I, th- I feel like just saying, uh, you know, just eat individually for you isn't far enough. You need to, you know, at least step out of that comfort zone because that can, I, what, what I can see in myself when I've kind of settled into that narrative, first of all, most of the time, it's a mental narrative for me. A lot of the time, there's such truth to it. Don't get me wrong. I've just, I like, you know, getting into the details and picking it apart. There's no point in, there's no reason to say that. I mean, there's like, you know, it's, it's a just for me anyway, it's a, it's a complete justification or it's a place of safety from, because I've gone into the, 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 the dangerous over identification in the, you know, whether it's in the general wellness sphere or into whatever, you know, like into, into the antifungal kind of diet, into the longevity diet and the raw food into carnivore into, you know, maybe it's a, um, you know, for, you know, definitely like an orthorexia where you're like, you know, you're, you're, it's an eating disorder. You you can't, you're dirty if you eat anything that doesn't um, speak to the narrative of you of what is healthy, which is completely different for different people, which goes to show that it's a synthetic construct and it's kind of like religion, you know, wherever you were born is generally going to be the religion that you go into. So wherever you are at a particular time or whatever, extreme diet is going to be the happen to be the quickest fixer for the symptoms that you are experiencing is going to become the new religion. Um, not many people at this day and age, because there's so many choices and so many people picking apart all these things will stay in for life. What generally happens is people will come overly identified. Um, you know, and you, you see it, you know, this is obvious where veganism kind of, or, you know, raw foodism, all those kinds of things, you become overly identified and then it's time to get out and move on, which can be hard because you've got all your friends in, in there and your communities in there. You've, you know, you've tattooed veganism to yourself. You've created a business that has carnivore in the name. And so it's hard to pivot. 
And so it's actually one of the, the unhealthiest things you can do, which I experienced, especially um, I was good in not branding myself in a particular way. And I don't think that was via virtue. It was just because I, I, I don't know, I'm just uncomfortable with it. It wasn't like a smart move. It was just a happy accident that I never pushed anything on anyone. Although my inner monologue was and wanted to push everything onto the world because I thought I knew better and I wanted the world to be a better place if everyone just listened to me. But um, the... It's that pivot time, which I think is, I really enjoy watching that, um, the education and the maturation of the, um, the, the health scene coming, um, coming forward and having more dialogue around that, because it's not just like a, yeah, yeah, you go into extremism and then you kind of come out and you find balance. That's no, that's when the complexity begins. Like, so the number one, I think, real, you know, beautiful thing that we we can have open conversation is just how much of a process it is to ensure that once you come out of that that diet dogma or lifestyle dogma, um, you know, it even happens with Western, you know, lifestyle. What we do is we either, you know, if we can't be like like a lot of who people who are already grounded, if we're the extreme ones, we can't just come out and go, you know, oh, that was a good experience. I'll take some really good things and I'll leave. And others. A lot of the time, you need to you go far out of your true self, um, you know, and you know, like you you need to orient yourself somehow externally. You can't get back to center because you've gone too far off into that thread. And so, what you will do a lot of the time is kick back. You know, and you were talking about like how, like you know, you go from that classic veganism to maybe a little bit more grounded, grounded ancestral diet, but more commonly over to carnivore. Now that carnivore is more openly um, accepted, you see that happening more and so there's that kickback and because you've oriented yourself so this is a really really subtle distinction but because you've you've you're charged you need to blame you're blaming yourself for going too far into veganism so you'll see because people have gone so far outside themselves you know in order to orient it's you know you need to kind of you're you're attempting to come closer to your center but you still need to orient off something externally to something external and so they will you know, if you're, you imagine you're in space in a spacesuit, in order to get to where you are, you don't have self-propulsion yet because you're too far from your center. So you will need to go to the little rock that is veganism and reject it to an extent. Or um, for me, um, it's much, it, for me, it was very hostile, you know, or resentful is probably the word, like resentful towards the practice itself, the people who gone full throttle before actually realizing that there are nuances and subtleties to that you know that need to be brought forward so that people don't you know to extreme sets damage themselves or just you know just navigate through it maturely without tribalism and without justification it's such an immature shitty way to be to go and I, and this is coming from you know the you know from number one you know person who did this you know going and constantly needing to validate and look for evidence that what you are doing is going to bring about this superiority and for a lot of the time it's comfort because you actually just haven't gone in and done real stuff and then the you know on the extreme health scene is like cool yeah and instead of actually you know becoming more sustainable let's do a shitload of plant medicine let's smash our noses with rape you know let's do extreme let's do with these extreme practices that pad over what is actually needed is that chop wood, carry water, slow, subtle inquiry that, you know, you know, for me, psychologically, I'm shit scared of being boring. And so that's naturally why I'm, you know, I lead, I take myself towards these places where I'm really interesting and I've got all the answers. And, um, 
And I, yeah, I felt myself getting kind of like, I watched myself kind of losing my, 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 who I was in the real world, kind of like merging into being that stage persona because it wasn't social media then. And so it was like that equivalent of watching people see they lose themselves into the persona that they're portraying on social media. For me, it was that self I was portraying on stage. It was very, um, self-inflated not that I ever again I'd not because I'm virtuous I never I don't think I really gave off that that um that sense maybe people who are very perceptive would have felt that going on internally but that's what was kind of clawing up and and I think that's what's there a lot and I think it's really important I had really I had a few beautiful friends who I could talk to this about a real open dialogue around that kind of you know that kind of like thing happening as you do start to get a bit of movement in your direct community in your friends group maybe on instagram maybe on stage maybe in the podcast really out these these feelings of um moral superiority or what's coupling that is going to be in being an inferiority that is you know you're there going to justify you know with this external thing and the community will like you and blah 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 I mean, this is all just, you know, this is just, this is all just stuff in the, you know, it's in all the classic wisdom texts, you know, you know, everyone recognizes it, but you know, like it's, you know, don't worry, you know, you're the, you're just going to be with yourself on your deathbed and you know, as long as you can, you know, it doesn't, all this shit doesn't matter, but it, it but it does matter. You know, there's, there's nuance. Those, those, that's a macro spiritual developmental psychological conversation that doesn't help when you're in the throes of it. And I really like the fact that there's, you know, you guys having this conversation with me, like, there's no, like, I'm sorry, guys, I don't have anywhere else I talk about this. I've turned my Instagram into a joke page. Like, I now taking the piss out of the health scene and occasionally myself. Um, and, and I'll try to, I, and this is such an organic conversation for me. I don't know or want to package it, but I'm, you know, I will, you know, people can follow me there and every now and then I comment on it. And yeah, so it's, a, it's, I'm, I'm grateful to have these opportunities to come and talk about this because rather than, as you orient yourself, you kick back from whatever diet or veganism or Western living. And if you can watch yourself, you know, being resentful towards it or rejecting it or beating yourself up because you were, you know, so silly and you fell for another, you know, thing. It's the, you know, it's the same, you know, MLMs and all that kind of stuff, you know, you got to watch your, or whether you're just like justifying it. Nah, it was good. It was good. You know, like, and then you move on, you kick off waiting till you, cause you cannot, you can't self, you don't have self propulsion. You're not moving yourself through the universe. You're identifying externally. And so then you land in ketogenic, you land in ancestral, and then you watch those telltale signs of going like now, oh yeah, this is the place I'm meant to be. In extreme cases, you'll take it upon yourself that you are going to educate people about, you know, what everything that's wrong with veganism, which can be, you know, really done really um, I think really need to be respected because, you know, for me, just like in business, I really like it when business owners who have been through that, you know, the, you know, the experience of being naive and, you know, I, I really can see when someone is leading, lending me that empathy as I try and orient myself in this world that isn't, you know, like I don't know how to really run a company. I do know how to run my company, but I'm, I'm really trying to find my feet. And it really reminds me of where I was at in the beginning stages of health. And so to have some carnival, come in and tell me how fucking stupid I am because I'm vegan really for me just it for some people they 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 really shrink and you know they shrink and become quiet in their dogma um some people wake up if that if that's you know floats your boat but for me I just went and searched for more evidence of why I'm right 
in where I'm at right now because it's some a lot of the time it's just too much energy to go and orient yourself differently when you're in the middle of like that that experience. And so I think educating that you will open doors around diet and health and just get ready because you will come to the end of that hallway and then need to close that door. And if you can integrate and take that information and make sure you in those pauses, it's like in 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 Taoism and the Chinese organ wheel and the season wheel in between um, all the seasons, you know, so the fire of summer and the metal um, of autumn, um, the water of winter and the wood um, of spring is is earth. And so earth, even though like we you could, you know, there is, like, you know, t- you know, we do have a late summer energy where that is the actual earth season. In, it's actually at the center of the wheel and in between each season is the soil element, you know, earth element, but you know, that's like, is, is what they call it. No, I relate to it as soil because I can feel soil easier in, in my body and it's nature. And that's so at each transition, you come and you get your two feet on the ground you come and check in with yourself. You check what, you know, the, the, um, the spleen that relates to the organ, you know, it, it's, you know, the ease that it's, it, um, it's consciousness. And that is all about the intellect, a lot about the intellect. And so we, at those times we pause and we, as, as we meditate or we walk along, we, we feel into the quality of our thoughts, how we're, the, whether we're judging ourselves appropriately or extremely, whether the thoughts and beliefs that we are cultivating are leading us towards what we consider to be our, our dreams or our destiny or just being a really you know nice person or whatever it is that's of value to us. And so those, rather than just, you, you just leap from the fire of summer into the autumn energy the metal autumn where it's about you know letting you know you you go like you're just like party and yang and like full spirit consciousness awake you know like to to bang over into like you know grieving and having you know identifying what it's you know what the time to you know it's time to cut away and start that descending energy it happens and you can watch people because there's no there's no grounding between them no awareness of grounding between you can see everyone just like you know instead of mourning things in their life they just mourn summer and so they don't actually go internal. They're still, you know, like externally related. So that grounding between times, you know, especially in, 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 in this context, whether, you know, dietary, you know, whether, you know, whatever, exercise, yoga, you know, whether it's a yoga going from yoga to CrossFit or, you know, Ashtanga to, you know, Iyengar to Hatha to Yin, you know, it's whatever. You go, you jump to these, these islands and it's, I, I think what I like, you know, and I've just made this connection, you know, and it's good, it's nice for myself. You know, it's important to remember when you finally burst the bubble of your external identification, um, which is awesome to be able to go outside yourself and experience, but it's it's done without the skill of being like, oh, cool, I've burst. Now let's sit on solid ground and let's really feel, you know, what I did, what, what emerged, how that integrates with my personal culture, you know, with my, you know, with what that I'm creating for myself, sustainably moving towards being a robust, healthy, whatever that means to me, 80, 90, 100 year old, even if that, if that's what, you know, that re- I relate to that, but, um, you know, what, whatever it is that relates to you to really taking that time to integrate and watching yourself believing in, you know, the description that you put on Instagram being an actual capturing of what you are as an essence and getting less as you move along. For me, I don't, I don't I actually have a model of what is, you know, there's, and there's, I know there's no right and wrong, but, you know, for me, the, the actual slipperiness and, you know, like I'm able to speak with conviction about, you know, my practices, what I, what my lifestyle is looking like more and more, um, 
in a way that's so slippery without that attachment to it, knowing that it will evolve. But knowing I've got some, I'm really laying some strong foundations of what it's looking like um, without feeling myself being identified with them is really interesting. It's a, it's a really, I mean, it's a nice feeling. I got to go and do this in bloody like business and with my mind, you know, more and more now. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not like, ah, now I get to kick up. It's just like, cool, did it in that area. And now you're going to have to actually go and do some <laughs> deeper work. But yeah, I think that conversation's worth having more in the health scene. Otherwise, you know, some people are just career extremists and it's amazing. Um, for them to want everyone to be like them, speaking from experience, um, setting this like, yeah, what you're doing is okay, but you'll never, you know, all right, cool, you went and had kids, all right, you'll never quite be at this level. There's something really, um, I mean, there's so many words that are like heavy hitting, but there's 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 something so, you know, like you can feel generally self-absorbed um, in that and some such, you know, dark psychological matter that needs to be um, needs to be dealt with. But, you know, and every now and then you do find that person is just like a, an absolute champion in the extremes and just and, and really understands and, and actually respects the individual journeys that everyone's going on without having this. You know, it's the competitiveness. It's that, oh, you know, you go and everyone's got their own journey. You know, I'm just doing mine, you know, but, you know, but, you know, like, let's be realistic in the health and mine's superior. Like, let's, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah, you do what you're doing. That's awesome. I'm not judging it. But there's that, that, that when they're in the shower talking to themselves, you know that they're telling, yeah, yeah. Like, but you know, it is superior what I'm doing, what we're doing. And that's the, that's for everyone. When you start talking to yourself in the shower, which, you know, it's going to happen. If you're in an ideology, you start talking to an imaginary person and trying to remember all your points that, you know, that justify and the counter arguments and all that kind of stuff. It's got, it, it comes up. And when you notice that it's time to really start move, like getting to the end of the corridor, open that door, close it, ground, move on to the next thing with that experience integrated. If you have enjoyed this episode, make sure to tune in next week for part two, where we continue our conversation. Thanks for joining us. If you're enjoying our show so far, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And it means a lot to us if you leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as well as share this with friends and family, which will help us get this crucial knowledge out there. If you'd like to connect with us, head on over to Instagram at livehosticallyau where you can learn more and ask us anything. See See you next time. time.